This is Ham College, episode 30 for June 30th, 2017. Ham College is brought to you by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it? Let ICOM help you make as many contacts as possible. And by hamstudy.org, a great way to study for your next license exam. Welcome to Ham College, episode 30. I'm Professor Thomas. And I'm Dean Martin. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> we really got to find some new material. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that just works so well. It does. It sort of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. We're going to start something a little different tonight on Ham College. It's uh, Well, we finished the technician poll last time. Yeah. Went through that pretty well unscathed. Yeah. So hopefully mm-hmm. uh, some of you guys have uh, your technician Take it now that didn't, or are planning on going to taking your exam very soon. I've heard from a lot of graduates. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we met some in Dayton. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. So hopefully we'll have some more. And that took, what, 30 episodes to do because we had a pilot and then 29 episodes. Yeah, so that's uh, 30 months. 30 months. So what do we do next? Well, I think we uh, go ahead and... Move up to general since we graduated from technician. Go up to I the next so. next grade. I think that's the, the next thing to do. So we're going to begin on the general poll tonight and work our way through it. You can expect more buzzer action uh, for this. I series think of we'll shows. probably be a lot of buzzer action on yeah. this one. I just have a hunch. Uh, yeah, particularly tonight because neither one of us has really read over the questions to. Yeah, I usually try not to read over them too close. I just mm-hmm. kind of glance at the topics just to know what's coming. Yep. Why would you want to upgrade, Tommy? Why not just stay a technician? And, and by the way, we stayed technicians for a lot of years. A, a long time. And, and and you can. There's a lot of great fun, like we mentioned before, you know, just being a technician. But if you really want to get out and, and talk around the world, Without using the assist of the internet and things mm-hmm. like that, then you really need to get on the HF bands. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's actually a lot of satisfaction to to go out and build your own antenna, hook it up to your radio, mm-hmm. and, and talk around the world or Which, across across the ocean. Yeah, a technician can build your own antenna and hook it to your radio, but you're but not going to talk around the world. No, with it. not with the, out the assist of some digital technologies. Unless you got on. Uh, well, we'll talk about it in a minute. You've got. Some small HF privileges if you're a technician. Yeah. And yeah, and we'll go over those shortly. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to become a general, y'all, well, really, you got to take the technician test first. You yeah, yeah take you that absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the general the general tech test is not any longer. There are 35 questions on it, just mm-hmm. like the technician, and you've got to get 26 on it correct as well. Mm-hmm. Just just like on the technician test. Um, let's see. Yep. And best I remember, well, there is 462 questions possible. 
Yeah, the pool could, the pool's a little larger. Yeah. yeah, I think it's 426 for the technician. Mm-hmm. So we've got a few more questions to cover here. And a, a quick estimate just shows, and, and we don't know what rate we're going to going to go out. We generally, we're averaging about 15 questions a month mm-hmm. on the technician uh, episodes. If we did that this time around, it's going to take two and a half years to get all the way through the general. Yeah, you might not want to wait for us to get to right. the end. You, you, you know, I mean, if you do, that's fine, but... Um, you know, we're we're encouraging you to, to do outside study as well, and there's a couple of good resources that we like to recommend. One is one of our sponsors. It's hamstudy.org. Uh, that's also powered mm-hmm. by ICOM. Absolutely. Uh, also, another good source that we like to recommend is uh, Gordon West Books. This one right here is on the general class exam, and you can see all these flags in here where... Uh, well, when I got the book from Gordo, it had these in here. There's a there's another oh, reason it? those are in there, but um, I put these over here on it. So you know, it's it's excellent reference material. Yeah, it's a very good way. This is going to give you more than just here's the question and here's the answer. Gordo gives you some background on these and goes into some explanation, so you'll actually. Learn something. Yeah, and and it's the way the way he wrote the book. It's it's really easy to understand. Mm-hmm. It goes into a lot of detail. Yeah, uh, not not a lot of uh, technical jargon in there. Yeah. So we recommend these for uh, Gordon West General Class Amateur Radio Study Guide. Uh, it's published by Master Publishing. You can find it at w5yi.org mm-hmm. and and most all ham radio. Um, yeah, Amazon's have. got it. A lot, yeah. a lot of places have it. Mm-hmm. So pick up a copy of that, and you you can cut a little time off that two and a half years. Yeah, you may want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, ho- hopefully we'll encourage you to uh, to get started on your general mm-hmm. exam, and uh, and don't wait for us to get to the end. So the technician was element two. Mm-hmm. The general is going to be element three. That's where all these questions come from. Right. Uh, we said 462. You told us you, you're going to have 35 on your test. 35 on the test, and you must get 26 correct to pass. 74%. Yep. Correct. And, and you've got to pass element two first. You've got to pass the technician exam. Now, you can take them both at the same time if you want to. Right. So you can go from nothing to general or even or to extra. extra. But, um, you know, most people just, just go for the technician first. Some go for the general as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we don't, uh, I've never recommended that you get your technician license and immediately go to general. I mean, you can do that. And and a lot of people are doing that these days. When we got mm-hmm. licensed, they weren't. They were technicians for um, you know a substantial period of time in most cases before they upgraded to general. Right. But um, y- you know, I recommend enjoying your technician privileges. If you're a technician, uh, a new one, then get on the air some, listen around some, find out what's going on there, and enjoy it. You know, you're not required to upgrade immediately. Yeah, there's a lot of great fun on. In the, uh, the the privileges that you have with a technician yeah. license. And there's no uh, requirement to upgrade, period. 
be a technician as long as you want. And, you know, we're, we're here to kind of encourage you and help you along the way to your general studies. My wife's a technician. I tried yeah. to encourage her to do her general, but she wouldn't hear of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so she's, she's perfectly still fine en- with that. enjoying her technician privileges. Yeah, she's still enjoying her cell phone now. Well, yep. So, but anyway, that's a whole other story. Now, the questions are going to be on your test are going to be exactly the same questions that we'll be studying in the question pool here. The exact same wording, exact same answers. The only thing that may be different is the order that the answers appear in. They may swap around the A, B, C, D. They can mm-hmm. do that, the, the V's, right. if they want to. Uh, I don't know how often that happens, but, you know, it's but Just be aware. Yep. Let's see, I got my license in, well, I got my technician license in 1991, I think. Then I must have got mine in 92. It was immediately, right, uh, pretty quick right there. Um, Actually, I'm sure it was in 92. Yeah. And we didn't upgrade. Well, was it February? I think it was the end of February, maybe 1st of March of 2007 is when I upgraded to from technician to extra. And I remember that because that's when they dropped the requirement for Morse code on, mm-hmm. on the higher class licenses. When when we got licensed on technician, they had just dropped the code for the technician exams, and they held on to it all those years before they finally dropped it from the other classes. When they did that, I ran out of excuses. It was time to <laughs> to do some studying. Yeah. I, I, I didn't operate. much care to learn the, the Morse code either. Um, but you know what? After I've since I've made it and got my extra ticket, mm-hmm. I went ahead and got my VE mm-hmm. stuff. There's really nothing left to, to, to do grow it, into. To so I'm actually considered trying to pick up a little bit of it for, for fun because I don't I see have a, to. A lot of people who you know got their license after the code requirement went away that are now studying mm-hmm. and, and trying to learn the code. And that's, I'm okay with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see it as needing to be a requirement. Some folks will argue, but I don't think it, it needs to be a requirement. But, yeah. you know, it still is a mode that you can operate, and a lot of people enjoy Yeah, there's a lot, still a lot of activity on there. Yep. Uh, so if you're a technician, you've already got a call sign. If you go take your journal exam and you pass it, when you go home that evening, you can start operating with the general privileges. Yeah, absolutely, as long as you've got that certificate. Mm-hmm. And and what do you? what's the one thing you need to do? You, you need to be sure you identify yourself with uh, AG. Yeah. Yeah. So temporary AG or mm-hmm. stroke AG, some people say. But well, as long as you... AG. Yeah. Just AG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, and, and you use that as your call sign, whatever your call sign is, plus AG, until, you know, the FCC finally issues your license. You won't receive a paper copy of your license in the mail automatically. No. So you'll have to go online and, and find out when it's issued. Now, there's a place that you can check on your application form when before you take your test, you fill out a little form there. There's a check mark on there for new licensee call sign. Mm-hmm. If you check that off, then 
you'll be uh, you'll be leaving your technician uh, call sign behind. The FCC is going to issue you a, a new call sign, brand new one for your brand new class. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, they are out of the call signs for the general. I was and the I wasn't aware number. of that. Yep, they're out of call signs. So what's going to happen is if you've got a call sign that you know maybe you've had five years. <clears throat> And you check that box that says new licensee call sign. When you get a call sign next time, or, or for this, it's going to be just like you were never licensed before. You're going to get the, uh, out of the pool of call signs that a technician would come from. Yeah. So you might want to keep your old call sign. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kept mine. I, I, I yeah. kind of liked it. I didn't see any reason in changing. At the time, they still had yeah. Had some others. And you can get a vanity call sign later if you want to, if you can find mm-hmm. a particular call sign you like that's available. But uh, just be aware, if you check that box, new licensee, well, you, um, you're going you're gonna to have a new call sign mm-hmm. that, uh, that won't uh, identify you as, as being, you know, a general or an extra. Well, let's talk a little bit about the the different parts of the exam here we've already told you how many questions there are and these are developed are are divided into 10 different sub elements I'll I'll read the first one here Tommy it's, okay um, sub element G1 it's going to cover several topics on there general class control operator frequency privileges primary and secondary allocations Antenna structure limitations, good engineering and good amateur practice, beacon operation, uh, prohibited transmissions, retransmitting radio signals, transmitter power regulation, data emission standards, volunteer examiner and volunteer examiner coordinators, temporary identification, control categories, repeater regulations, harmful interference, Third-party rules, ITU regions, automatically controlled digital stations. And that's just all in um, sub-element G1. There's nine more to go. What's what's yeah. on? Oh, by the way, there's 60 potential questions in that group right there. Um, I, you're you're going to have five come out of that group that will be on your exam. Okay, next we've got sub-element G2, which covers operating procedures. There are 59 questions in that group. Uh, five, five, of them, five of them, excuse me, will be on the exam. Uh, G2A, phone operating procedures, upper sideband, lower sideband conventions, procedural signals, breaking into a contact, and VOX operation. G2B is operating courtesy. Band plans, emergencies, including drills and emergency communications. G2C, CW operating procedures and procedural signals. Q signals and common abbreviations, full break-in. G2D, amateur auxiliary, minimizing interference and HF operations. G2E, digital operating procedures, procedural signals and common abbreviations. That's a lot. That's a lot of topics in here. Yeah, there are. Um, uh, sub-element G3 is going to cover sunspots and solar radiation, 
uh, ionospheric disturbances, propagation forecasting and indices, maximum usable frequency, lowest usable frequency, propagation, ionospheric layers, critical angle and frequency, HF scatter, near vertical incident sky wave. And you know, some of this stuff was covered on the technician exam. It's just going to be a little more in depth here. There's 41 potential questions there, and you'll have three on your exam. Okay, next we have sub-element G4, amateur radio practices. 65 questions in that section and five of them on the exam. Station operation and setup, test and monitoring equipment, two-tone test, interference with consumer electronics, grounding, DSP, speech processors, S-meters, sideband operation near band edges, HF mobile radio installations, and emergency and battery-powered operation. Wow. Yeah. It's sub-element G5, and that's all interesting stuff. Too. Oh, yeah, it's great yeah. stuff, stuff you really have to know. Yeah. Sub-element G5, 44 potential questions. You'll have three on your general exam. Reactance, inductance, capacitance, impedance, impedance matching, the decibel, current, and voltage dividers, electrical power calculations, uh, sine wave root mean squared, RMS values, PEP calculations, resistors, capacitors, and inductors in series and parallel, and transformers. Sub-element G6, circuit components. Two questions on your exam out of 37 in this group. Uh, we cover resistors, capacitors, inductors, rectifiers, solid-state diodes and transistors, vacuum tubes, batteries, Analog and digital integrated circuits, or ICs, microprocessors, memory, I.O. devices, microwave ICs, or MMICs, and display devices. Sub-element G7, 38 potential questions. You'll have three of these. Uh, and and these, are, these are electronics, power supplies and schematic symbols, receivers and transmitters, filters and oscillators. Uh, Sub-element G8, signals and emissions. Three questions on your exam out of 33 in this group. Uh, we've got carriers and modulation, AM, FM, single sideband, modulation envelope, <clears throat> digital modulation, and overmodulation. Frequency mixing, multiplication, bandwidths of various modes, deviation, and digital emission modes. And that's so many, I'm going hoarse from it. <clears throat> I can tell, yeah. <laughs> okay, G9 is going to be on antennas and feed lines, which is something we talked about in the technician exams. However, it's going to, as you know, everything else here, it's going to be a little more involved, a little more detail, cover more bands. 58 potential questions. You'll have four antenna and feed lines, Characteristic impedance and attenuation, SWR calculation, measurement and effects, uh, matching networks, basic antennas, directional antennas, and specialized antennas. And lastly but not least, we have uh, sub-element G0, electrical and RF safety. Two questions on your exam out of 27 in this group. And we've got RF safety principles, rules and guidelines, routine, Station evaluation, 
safety in the ham shack, electrical shock and treatment, safety grounding, fusing, interlocks, wiring, and antenna and tower safety. We covered that on the technician one too, but uh, again, we'll go into some others. And Man, that was quite a mouthful there. Well, that was. That is uh, two pages of sub-elements and topics there. So... We got some studying to do. Yeah. It's about time to play some beautiful buzzer music, isn't it? Well, yeah, we're going to get right to that. I tell you what, why don't we take a break, clear our throats, come back and just jump on in and and may the chips fall where they do. <laughs> okay. Start this year's contest season with ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. The time is now to get your contesting equipment. Let ICOM help you make as many contacts as possible. Start off strong in the contesting this season with the IC7300. Ideal for the ham on the go, it's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with compact design, RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and SD memory card slot. Use the IC7851 and get the most out of contest season. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this HF 50 MHz transceiver. Reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear local oscillator design, spectrum scope, dual receivers, and digital voice recorder. The ICOM America Hamster Japan sweepstakes is coming to an end. There's still time to enter for a chance to win the grand prize an unforgettable experience to attend the 2017 Tokyo Ham Fair. The drawing for the grand prize will take place July 17, 2017. For more information on all ICOM radios and contests, visit icomamerica.com amateur today. This is going to show you right here why you might want to upgrade from technician to general. If you're a technician... You've already got all these privileges shown right here in the UHF VHF band plan. And that's quite a bit. That is quite a bit. And it's no different than if you are a general or an extra. You've got all the privileges on UHF and VHF. Uh, it only shows up to 23 centimeters here, but actually, and that's uh, 1.24 gigahertz, we've actually got bands going way up into the gigahertz microwave bands mm -hmm. uh, allocated to ham radio, but it, they just don't show up on most band charts. Right. They're uh, just not quite as popular. Yeah. And and technicians have all of those privileges as well as generals and extras. If we go to the next one here, these are the top part of the HF bands. You can see starting there at 10 meters, that that uh, Tommy is pointing at with the mouse there, that green portion is, and the blue portion right beside it, both of those are privileges that a technician licensee has. So you can see they, they get the CW portion. You can operate CW on 10 meters as a technician. The little blue portion there. They got just a little sliver of voice on 10 meters. Okay, down on 12 meters, they don't have any. Nothing. Uh, technician has nothing. 15 meters, and this surprised both of us. Yeah, I, I did not recall that, uh, the CW privileges on 15 meters. So technician can can get on 15 meters, so it gives them a few more options there. 
but they're not on any of the, those other bands. Now, if we look um, to the right of that, the yellow there, what um, up at the on ten meters there, I can't read it, Tommy. You'll have to tell me what privilege is is that. Uh, well, they, they've got uh, this is extra voice and CW right here. All right, and then advance is orange. Yeah, and then general is the blue. Yeah, and you can't get an advanced license anymore, but if you've already got one, those are the privileges. So general and extra, both, and advanced, you get all of that, everything that's shown there for 10 meters. Same thing on 12 meters. You know, general gets the same privileges as an extra would get. On mm -hmm. 15 meters is where things start changing a little bit. Uh, general doesn't get quite as much of 15 meters there as an extra would get, but still get a good portion yeah, of it. But and I made I made quite a few contacts during field day on 15 meters. I spent most of my time there, mm -hmm. and I heard some over in the general portion, but there were quite a few of them in the extra too. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's kind of good incentive just to kind of keep progressing. Yeah. Uh, 17 meters there. We've they well, got all all of the privileges. All of the privileges. Same privileges as yeah. extra. 20, 20 meters, meters is a little different. Yep. 20 meters, you're you're missing the the lower sideband frequencies there. Now we're not we're not spelling out uh, the frequencies here as we do this, you're going to need to get you a band chart. You can get them from ARRL. Uh, this one right here came from ICOM. You go to ICOMAmerica.com and search for band chart, and you, you'll come up with them. And these are very handy to have. You want to have one ha uh, around. Yeah, definitely need to. It's, it's, uh, it's really hard to remember all of the limitations, yep. especially if you're if you don't have extra where you have all of them, you, you need to have that chart yep. so you know where you're allowed to go. Down on 30 meters, there's only, what what mode can you operate on That's 30 just meters, CW Tom? and data. Just CW and data. So, But the generals have everything else. That extra, extra yeah, extra, advanced, and general mm -hmm. get the same thing. All right, let's talk before we move on. If you're looking at that 10-meter band up there on the top, that band, uh, you do have some privileges on it as a technician. You never know how that band's going to be operating. Some mm -hmm. days it may be doing good. Some days may not do so good. Um, some days you may talk all over the world mm -hmm. in 10 meters. You just I haven't had the greatest varies. luck on there. I haven't I've, either. I've had, found a few openings, but they've, they've been kind of rare for me mm -hmm. at the times that I've needed wanted to operate. Uh, down on 12 meters, yeah, that's um, that's going to be very similar. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to find it's going to work better during daylight hours. Same with 15 meters. 17 meters is probably going to be uh, mostly toward daylight. Now, now, both of these will have some nighttime propagation as well, and you had some on 15 meters at field day this I year. I did. At night. 20 meters, that's going to work good during the day and allow you to make some long-distance contacts. Um, and it'll work on up into the evening, but it, you know, it'll eventually fade out at night. 30 meters, uh, I've never really operated 30 meters. Yeah, me, so, me either. You know, I'm thinking uh, it's 
Well, it's probably a daytime and nighttime band, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, and it's a CW sure and data, so I wouldn't have hang around on there a lot. 40 meters. Now, this is a real popular band, and 40 meters is generally good during the day and the night. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice technicians got a little bit of room there. They can operate some CW on 40 meters. Technician can also operate CW down on uh, 80 slash 75 meters, uh, yep. that little green area. Very small little section. Yep. So back up to 40 meters. A general gets, you know, most of what's there. There's a little, little bit at the bottom there of 40 meters that would be CW or uh, data modes that you're not going to get as a general. And uh, above... 7.125 megahertz. You've got a, a little slice of um, sideband room in there or, or voice room that you're not going to get as a general. But that blue area there gives you a pretty good, pretty good little window to operate in on 40 meters. That's going to be, if you can only have one band, that's probably the one I would want. Yeah, so 40 meters is probably one of my favorite. Favorite uh, 40 and 20. 40 and but, 20. But I, yeah, but 40, I think, is probably my favorite out of all of them. Yeah. Well, if you can only have one, that's it, because you, you can work it generally day and night. Mm -hmm. And most bands, you cannot do that. A uh, 60-meter band is, well, that's a fairly new one there. Yeah. Some of the older radios don't cover that. Yep. And it's channelized. It's, it's broken into individual channels. You're going to get everything on that. A general will get everything that an extra is going to get there. Now down to 80 and 75 meters. Got a little sliver there of CW for the technician. You're going to miss a little bit at the very bottom of it, of that band there on the CW portion, if you're a general. And if you look on over toward the voice portion of it, yeah, you're missing a pretty good little section there out of uh, voice that an extra will have or, or an advanced. There's some room you're going to be missing, but you do get a, a nice little portion there, the little blue area there. Mm -hmm. Now, you'll notice right up under it, it says DX window. Uh, and that's centered on 3800 or 3.8 megahertz. Well, that's DX stations are generally... If you're going to find them, they're supposed to be in that area of 80 meters. Now, myself, I have heard most DX on 80 meters below 3,800 or 3.8. Mm -hmm. I really hadn't heard any above that. So that's why somebody might want to upgrade to an extra is to get that that extra um, you know portion of the band there on 80 meters and 75. Yeah, this is this is a very popular band at night. Yeah, and that's when usually when you'll make a lot of your DX contacts yep. there. Mm -hmm. uh, down to 160 meters there. Well, the general's going to get everything there that everybody else gets. Now, now let's back up. We said that 40 was good for day and night. 60, I think that's headed toward night, although I have heard traffic on there during the day. 80 meters, like you said, Tommy, mostly a night band. Mm -hmm. uh, 160 meters is a night band. It's supposed to be real good at night. Uh, and then 630 meters and 2200 meters, those are, are brand new bands that we don't even have 
operating privileges. They've been allocated to amateur radio. The FCC just haven't given the green light to go yet. And I don't have a yard big enough to put up antennas for no, either one of those. I don't, most people probably don't, but uh, they'll be interesting to see how those bands operate when we get mm -hmm. them. I'm thinking, uh, well, I don't really know what to think. <laughs> I have no idea how those are going to work, if they're going to be daytime or nighttime. Probably nighttime bands would be my guess. Yeah. So there's a little quick overview of the band charts there. It's a lot of information on there. You're going to need to download that band chart and study over it because it's um, it's going to be on your exam. A lot of questions. Yeah, there are quite a few on there. So. so you may hear some buzzing around that. You could because we don't have them perfectly uh, memorized. I keep a band chart up there by my station and I printed out band charts for all of us during field day this year to yeah, have. Yeah, you think you could bring ours back here? Yeah, I, I should have. <laughs> but uh, that would be... But you can't take one can't in for take your one test, to the so test. that's not really wouldn't be fair. Okay, Tommy, you ready for the first question? I'm about as ready as I'm going to get. Well, I hear you. Let's, uh, let's just jump on in. Let the buzzer begin. How long is the Certificate of Successful Completion of Examination, a CSCE, valid for exam element credit. That means if you take an exam, they give you a little uh, certificate that says you successfully passed it. Is it good for A, 30 days? B, 180 days. 3, 365 days. Or D, for as long as your current license is valid. Hmm. Well, I don't think it's, it's not D because you may not have a license yet. Well, well, this yeah. is for general, but in gen I, but I think this would cover any CSCE. I, I, I don't know how to reason this one out, and I honestly don't really remember. But I think it's for a year, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess at C, 365 days. Well, that's what everybody's guessing, or maybe they know over in the chat room there. I think that's that's. Best of my recollection, that was what it I'm, was. I'm going to say it is too, Tommy. That sounds that sounds reasonable. Thirty days is not very long. Yeah, that's not one of them you're going to be able to reason out. I don't think. No. Well, let's see. Uh, Three hundred sixty-five days. That's one question down to dodge the buzzer on. Yep. Will you get buzzed? We don't know. We shall see. All right. Hit me with your best shot. All right. Here it comes. When must you add the special identifier, AG, after your call sign if you are a te technician class licensee and have a CSCE for general class operator privileges, but the FCC has not yet posted your upgrade on its website? A, whenever you operate using general class frequency privileges. B, whenever you operate on any amateur frequency. C, whenever you operate using... Technician frequency privileges. RD, a special identifier, is not required as long as your general class license application has been filed with the FCC. Well, we briefly touched about mm -hmm. around this. We didn't. We did. We didn't hit right right, right on, on the exact topic, but we talked in general terms about it. Okay, so D is wrong. You do need that special identifier, AG. If you haven't got your license from the FCC or it, it hasn't been approved, yeah, even though it's been filed, that doesn't count. Right. 
Uh, C, whenever you operate using technician frequency privileges, no, you wouldn't need to use it there. You're already a technician. Uh, B, whenever you operate on any amateur frequency, uh, that doesn't sound right because I don't think you'd need to use it on technician frequencies. No, I don't uh, think so. So A, whenever you operate using general class frequency privileges, that makes sense to me, and that's what everybody else is saying there. Um, you, you know, you use AG if you're operating on general, you've passed your exam, and uh, you haven't got a license yet. Yeah, and the purpose of that is to let the other amateurs know that you did pass it, and you'll yeah. get a lot of congratulations when you do that. You will. You'll have way. a lot of people saying congratulations yeah, on your I, I remember that at plain as day, people, mm -hmm. people saying that. Okay, so was I right? You were well, right. Yeah, you no nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Professor and Dean, yep. two buzzer zero so far. Well, let's <clears throat> see if we can change that. Uh oh. Who may receive credit for the elements represented by an expired amateur radio license? A, any person who can demonstrate that they once held an FCC-issued general, advanced, or amateur extra-class license that was not revoked by the FCC. B, anyone who held an FCC-issued amateur radio license that has been expired for not less than five years and not more than 15 years. C, any person who previously held an amateur license issued by another country but only if that country has a special or has a current reciprocal license agreement with the FCC. Or D, any persons who once held an FCC-issued novice, technician, or technician plus license. I don't yeah. think it's going to be C or another country because I, I, that's not going to be no. pertinent to us. So I'm going to rule that one out right off the bat. D, only persons who once held an FCC-issued novice technician or technician plus, but it's expired. Expired for not less than five years. Any person who could demonstrate that they once held... I, I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here because I don't know. Is it, it's expired. Yeah. Who may receive... Because you only have two-year grace period, if I remember right, if it expires, to re to renew. So this is kind of tricky to me. It is kind of tricky, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm just going to have to take a shot in the dark at this. We may hear the buzzer. Any person who demonstrates that they once held an FCC-issued general, advanced, or extra that was not revoked... One one of them's got to be right. So I'm just going to guess at A. I I really don't know, and I can't even tell you why. I'm going to guess at A. It's just a guess. Well, I think you're going to be right. Technician or technician plus. Go ahead. Let's just see. I I don't really know. Why do you, Why do you think it's right? Oh, it is right. Yeah. Because everybody in the chat room was saying it was oh, right. Oh, because everybody else there, said there it was, was right. I didn't look at that. There I was were some to... B's in there, and that almost tripped me up. Let's see how this one goes. Well, this is similar. If a person 
has an expired FCC-issued amateur radio license of general class or higher, what is required before they can receive a new license? A, they must have a letter from the FCC showing they once held an amateur or commercial license. B, there are no requirements other than being able to show a copy of the expired license. C, the applicant must be able to produce a copy of a page from a call book published in the USA showing his or her name and address. Or D, the applicant must pass the current element to exam. Well, this is pretty easy because some of them, it's the, question, the answers are just silly. If a person <laughs> has an expired FCC-issued amateur radio license of general class or higher, what is required before they can receive a new license? I'm going to say it's not D because it's saying take a technician exam, but the question was talking about general class or higher. C, the applicant must be able to produce a copy or a page from a call book. Nope. I don't think so. No. You know, that's third party published there. B, there are no requirements other than being able to show a copy of the expired license. That one's sounding pretty logical. Let's see. A, there must have a letter from the FCC showing. The FCC's not going to send you a letter. So I want to say and it's... And it has nothing to do with a commercial license it's B. either. B? Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking it's going to be D because yeah. to me the other ones don't make sense, but let's see. I'm thinking you're going to be right, but I don't understand why. So I don't know. Tommy, I'm, I'm sure I got this one wrong here. But well, let's just see what happens. There you go. Oh. You were right. The Oracle of Gordo... <laughs> says that the FCC passed a new rule in the last few years that says if your license has been expired by more than two years, if it's only expired so by two is, years. So it is two years. Yeah. If it's, if it's expired by two years or less, you can just reapply and, and get your and get license back. Yeah, get it renewed. If it's been over two years, you can get, and this didn't really state that clearly here, but Gordo did. If it's if it's expired more than two years, you can get your um, original license class back just by taking element two, the technician exam. So if I had a general and expired over two years ago, I can take the technician exam and I'm a general again. So that way there's a limit on the that it's not inf infinite right. that you could just renew. You've got yeah. to at least work a little bit for it. And that, that works with the other question about um, receiving credit for elements. Okay. You buy you expired okay, that makes that makes sense. So that, that finally makes some sense there. Boy, Tommy, I tell you, these are, um, these are some tough questions here. Yeah, they are. They are. Let's, but, uh, who knows? We, we may survive them. I think everybody needs to take a break and grab, grab a quick snack or something. Okay. And we'll turn on the air conditioner while we're that doing sounds that. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't go away. Are you new to the ham world or an existing amateur operator who wants to take your license to the next level? Study for your radio license exam at hamstudy.org. Hamstudy.org is a free online learning tool powered by ICOM. It was created by Richard Bateman, KD7BBC, Michael Stuffelbean, 
KV9G and Rich Porter KK6GKE, and it uses a modern web design to enhance the experience of studying for your technician, general, and amateur extra exams. Since 2013, hamstudy.org has helped new and existing hams to familiarize themselves with the question pools, use stats-based flashcards to focus on material they need to learn, and take practice exams to gauge progress. Visit hamstudy.org on your desktop computer or mobile device. Register for a free account at hamstudy.org to access personalized study history and other site features. Prepare for an exam in an intuitive and comprehensive manner. Check out hamstudy.org, powered by ICOM, for free learning tools. Good luck on your next exam. And now, intermission. Refreshment time. What are you listening to? This Remco transistor radio I made myself. Want to listen? She's a ball game. It's a real radio and it works great. Can I build one too? Sure. Remco makes it real easy. All you have to do is put together all the parts that come in the Remco kit. The transistor, the tuner, and the separate loudspeaker for broadcasting. Can you do your own broadcasting too? Yeah, sure. I'll do the announcing with this microphone while you work the radio. This is radio station R-E-M-C-O, Remco. The do-it-yourself radio station. Oh, boy, we're radio engineers. Fellows, get your Remco radio at your favorite toy store. From $3.95 to $9.95, every boy wants a Remco toy. No, that's not big enough. No, that's not big enough either. That's more like it. We're delighted to have you with us, and we extend a cordial welcome to you. We've lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on our giant screen with the new colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading about. To add to your enjoyment, we're all wound up to bowl you over at intermission time with live wire service at our snack bar, where you'll find a tempting variety of favorite foods and beverages. Your continued patronage is very, very welcome. We're traveling through a dimension both of sound and ideas. We're at a place where the mind can comprehend and devise a solar radio, a wireless transmitter, measure time and light. 65 electronic projects brought to reality with this science fair kit. Astonishing, perhaps, but you can find it for Christmas for $17.95 in a place that's known as Radio Shack. Radios, stereos, recorders, everything in sound.
I well, think I could eat a little more, Tommy. Yeah, I made a few, had stopped and made a few contacts on my Rimco radio over there. Yeah. Well, we're real radio engineers. <laughs> For only nine ninety five. Yep. You know, I think I had one of those. Yeah. I believe I did when I was a kid. It's it's familiar. I don't I don't remember if I had one. Most most of I remember having uh realistic walkie talkies and mm-hmm. uh I think there was like a space patrol or something walkie-talkie. Had the little red Morse code button on the front of it. Yeah. Had those. But the other, what was funny was the Radio Shack commercial said over 1,600 stores. Yeah. We could probably like scratch through that and maybe put six there. I don't even know if there's six of them left. They may be I completely gone. Uh, I kind of gave read, up on them. I read something recently that said there were only some dealer stores left. Well... That that don't make sense because you know the distributing company is gone. Is gone. You know yeah. if they close the brand down, then that's it. Know. I know all of them here are gone now. I very yeah. We don't have one for sure. Definitely. Yeah. But that's well, the way it goes. These are going a lot slower than we expected. They're a lot tougher than we expected. They are. Let's let's stall a moment longer. Let's give away something here. I'll give away two somethings. Okay. How about a, how about if we give away a nice Icom cap? That's good. And a nice Icom Ham Crew T-shirt. Okay. So you'll look great at the next Ham Fest. And I've already drawn a winner. No way. I did. I drew right. it right before the show tonight. Excellent. It is a Robert Engster AF5VP. Congratulations, yeah. Robert. Yeah, congratulations. ICOM will be in touch with you and get this along with some other goodies to you. Yep, and you will be looking sharp. If you'd like to win one of these, well, there's a way you can do that. And tell them what they need to do, Tommy. You need to send your name. You don't have to have a call sign. Just You, nope. you, you just need a name and an email address mm-hmm. to College at amateurlogic.tv. That's it. And just tell us you want a hat and a t-shirt. Yep. And uh, ICOM will get in touch. If you win, ICOM will get in touch with you and uh, or we'll draw your name, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then ICOM will get in touch with you and get your size information and send yeah. your your shirt and your hat to you. Doesn't cost anything but a few bits on the internet. You've already paid for those anyway. Yep. So you got to do something with them. Yep. Okay. I stalled as long as we could, Tommy. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, recorder's still recording, so we may as well just move on. Okay. Uh, Well, I think I'll ask you this one. Yeah, let me set this down. On which of the following band segments may you operate if you are a technician class operator and have a CSCE for general class privileges? A, only the technician band segments until your upgrade is posted in the FCC database. B, only on the technician band segments until your license arrives in the mail. C, on any general or technician class band segment. Or D, on any general or technician class band segment except 30 meters and 60 meters. What do you think? Okay, I'm, I'm going to rule out A, because we, we discussed a little bit of this earlier, as we mentioned. We did. So, 
only a technician band until your upgrade is posted into the database. We we said earlier that that's not true. You have to identify with a G. Mm-hmm. And only technician bands until it arrives in the mail. Same thing. So B is not going to be it. And D, we mentioned earlier that they have full 30 and 60 meters for general, mm-hmm. advanced, or extra. So the only logical answer is C, Charlie, on any general or technician class band segment. But there's a caveat to that. You do have to identify yourself with AG, yeah. but that's mm-hmm. not part of this question. It's not, but I'll just just want to throw that in there again. Just for fun. Just for well, fun. It was fun. It was a fun tidbit. I'm going to agree with you, and so, so does everyone over in the chat room. There you go on any general or technician class band segment. That one wasn't too bad. No, that one wasn't. Let's hope I get an easy one like that. On which of the following bands is a general class license holder granted all amateur frequency privileges? A, 60, 20, 17, and 12 meters. B, 160, 80, 40, and 10 meters. This one's going to be kind of tough. C, 160, 60, 30, 17, 12, and 10 meters. Or D, 60, 30, 17, 15, 12, and 10 meters. Why would you ask me something like this? You know that. (laughs) Because they want to hear more buzzer. Yeah, well, let's see. I'm going to say... We can rule out B automatically because because it's not B. We know that the general does not give the same privileges on 80 and 40 meters right. that uh, an extra would have. So it's not that. I think I know the answer. All right. I'm thinking 60 meters. We have privileges on that band. Uh, full privileges. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. So I think that one's right. So that. And I believe on uh, on A up there, 20 meters. I don't believe they've got full privileges on the 20 meter band. I think that's. Um, I think you're right about I that. I think that's limited. There's some, um, some frequencies you don't get there. So we've eliminated A. We've eliminated B. C, yeah, I think they can, uh, I think they can work all those bands. D, you know, this is a tough one to remember. I'm just going to say it is C, because I know they get all of 160, all of 60, all of 30. I guess they get all of 17. Yeah. <clears throat> that's your final answer? 12 and 10. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. And I'm gonna, and the reason why is because on 15 meters, I do remember from field day that there was a little sliver at the bottom from, I think, uh, 28, 250 down that uh, you had to be extra for, I think, if I remember right. So I think think you're right. 
Well, let's just see. Oh, nailed well, it. I, I lucked up on that one. Yeah. You know, that's pretty tough. That's going to be one of those things that um, you're going to need to study that band chart. Mm-hmm. And you probably want to go over it right before you take your exam. Yeah, I, I would think so. It's Because uh, there are a lot of, uh, lot yeah. of, well, there's several questions in the pool about your privileges. So you make sure you know where you're allowed yeah. to go. It's this, important to know. This one tripped them up over in the chat room, too. So that, that was a bona fide hard question. It was. But uh if it wasn't been for field day, I wouldn't. Uh, I would have just had to guess between the two. But I do remember that fifteen meter stuff. Well, well, I spent most good. of my time yeah. on there. Yeah. All right, I'm going to uh, give you a taste of your own medicine oh, here. Boy. Which of the following frequencies is available to a control operator holding a general class license? A twenty eight dot oh two megahertz. B, 28.350 megahertz. C, 28.550 megahertz. Or D, all these are correct. See, that's 10 meters. Yep. That's 10 meters. Was it 10 meters on the last? uh... Yeah, 10 meters was one of them. Yeah, so D, all these choices are correct. You think so? I think so. I'm going to agree with you. I think so, too. Because um, I think they got the whole 10 meters from the last question. All the folks over in the chat room are going with that time. I think you're in good company there. But that's, again, that's correct. another one you really need to study that yeah. band plan to know that, though. Yeah, that 28 megahertz is a really, it, it's a wide band. There's uh-huh. a lot of lot of uh, room on 10 meters. Yeah. Cool. Toughy. Well. We're okay. doing a little bit better now than the first few. Yeah, but it ain't over yet. <laughs> On the 15th of each month, ICOM is proud to sponsor AmateurLogic.tv with host George Thomas, Tommy Martin, and Peter Barrett. This looks a little crude, but roughly here's what I have. The bottom trace here is ground. While the elements will jiggle some, they're actually not too bad. It's light. After putting it together, I decided to test everything, so I ran in 12 volts, and I'm measuring the output here. No, it's not too windy right now, Jim. It was yesterday. Actually turn that into a scanner capable of tuning across a wide range of frequencies. Whoa, okay. What is this called? We're in the antenna switching matrix. Any one of our six broadcast transmitters could be connected to any of the 22 antennas via the switching matrix. Down in Melbourne, apparently they they tune up their radios different than we do, Tommy. Oh, yeah? Now, the FM 900 is tough. Seriously tough. We finally arrived. Man, we're in Ham Nirvana. Again. Boy, what, what a great time. And... And as happened last year, we still haven't got all the way through the flea market yet. No, we've hit about a fourth of it, but we're going to have to strike a trot. Well, the moment of truth has arrived. I've attached a BNC connector to the antenna terminals here. I've got plus 12 volt in ground uh, power coming in here. It's going to my uh, power supply. Uh, that I'm supplying it with 13.8 volts. And I personally am so thrilled that... George got the special award. Well deserved, my friend. That's really cool. What about the Super Bowl, Emil? Did you go to the Super Bowl, or were you at home uh, operating that night? Tuning my amplifier, and 
Oh, I lost power in the shack and uh, went outside. The house lost power. <laughs> the whole neighborhood went out for about yeah. 30 minutes. I, I don't know what happened. Oh, huh. that explains a lot. All right, Tommy, sing the theme song here. Which of the following is a limitation on transmitter power on the 28 megahertz band for a general class operator? Operator. A. 100 watts PEP output. B. 1000 watts PEP output. C. 1500 watts PEP output. Or D. 2000 watts PEP output. Well, I know the answer to this. This is a pretty easy one Mm -hmm. since you've already got your license. Yep. Actually, we discussed... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we actually discussed this during the technician uh, question pool when we were going over it. Which of the following is a limitation on transmitter power on the 28 megahertz band for a general class operator? Well, first, the power... Uh, limits are the same for all amateur radio classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're a general or an extra or even a technician, you, you on the band you have privileges on, you've got the same power limitations as all other classes. Now, it's different in other countries like Australia and uh, in Great Britain where... They have, what do they call that class of license? Foundation. Foundation license. They will give them some HF privileges there. That's an entry-level license. Mm -hmm. But they don't get much power. Right. They have to upgrade to get power. Here, if you've got uh, privileges on a band, you're allowed the maximum amount of power on that band. So uh, being a general class operator doesn't really change anything if you're licensed. But this is on 28 megahertz. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's going to be C. I, just, think, I think you're right. Just because, because I know it. it. And that's in the U.S. It's different in some other countries. Mm-hmm. But, but here, most of the bands, we can operate 1,500 watts PEP output on. And that's, I think that's the maximum legal limit for any of the amateur stuff that I'm aware of. Oh, it is, yeah. I don't think there's any any place you can go that you can operate over 1,500 watts. No, I think there's some countries they do, from what I've heard. Yeah, but, but not here. Not here. Not in and, this one. And I don't, they're not legally allowed to, but they do it. So let you, you're agreeing with me then. I do agree with you on this one. Okay, 1,500 watts PEP. Nailed it. Nailed it. Makes good sense. So we don't, so far, we only have one buzzer. Yep. Now, any CBers that might happen to be watching this, which I suspect there are a few, you know, 28 megahertz, that's right next door to 27 megahertz Mm -hmm. where you operate your CB radio. You know, you only get, what, 5 watts on a CB? Four? I can't. I I think it's it's 5 input power, but maybe 4 output. I don't know. You only get 4 or 5 watts on CB. That's not part of our question pool here. No, it's so. not. Thank goodness. But just think about it. What if you could have 1,500 watts legally? Good reason to get your um, your general class amateur radio license. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, why don't you stay within the legal bands? I think I hear <clears throat> fireworks. Yeah, I do too. I saw in the, the uh, chat room somebody else was saying that their neighbors were getting started early. Yeah, well, this is up at the mall there. You know, they're having the balloon glow tonight. Oh, was that tonight? Yeah. When may a 10-meter repeater retransmit the 2-meter signal from a station having a technician-class control operator? A, under no circumstances. B, only if the station on 10 meters is operating under a special temporary authorization allowing such retransmission. C, only during an FCC-declared general state of communications emergency. Or D, only if the 10-meter repeater control operator holds at least a general class license. When may a 10-meter operator retransmit the 2-meter signal from a station having a technician? Under no circumstances, I don't think that's true. B... I saw the answer, but I'm still going to reason them out. I, I, so okay. it's kind of hard to not see. Yeah. <laughs> so only if the station on 10 meters operating under special temporary. I'm not aware of any such thing. During the FCC declared general state of communication emergency, the only the only one that really makes any sense is D, which which I saw that was the answer, but. If the 10-meter uh, repeater control operator holds at least a general class license, then he's allowed to transmit on the 10-meter repeater. Mm-hmm. So he could retransmit. I'm thinking he could should be able to retransmit that. So yeah. I'll so agree with should, you. I mean, I know that's right because I saw it, but, I mean, that's the reasoning behind it. I, I, that's the one I would have picked because of that. Yeah, that's what just about everyone is saying over there in the chat room. There you go. Through it's a little way. bit of a tricky question, though, if you think about yeah. it. But uh, even even if you didn't see the answer pop up there before, the, uh, sure. the ruling them out, sure, ruling yeah. them out would still kind of get you pretty much to there. Okay. FCC declared general state of communications emergency. Have you ever heard of one of those? No. What is the maximum transmitting power an amateur station may use on the 12-meter band? A, 50 watts PEP output. B, 200 watts PEP output. C, 1,500 watts PEP output. Or D, an effective radiated power equivalent to 100 watts from a half-wave dipole. Ooh, toughy. 12-meter band... Hmm. You know, this is just strictly going to be a guess on my part. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I've even been on 12 meters. Yeah, I'm not sure I have either. I know, uh, well, I say I know. I don't think it's a, I think we can operate more than 50 watts PEP on that band. I don't recall uh, answer D there, an effective radiated power equivalent to 100 watts from a half-wave dipole. I don't no. recall ever seeing anything like that. Yeah, I think you could probably scratch that one off. So I think we're down to 200 watts or 1,500 watts PEP. And I'm just going to take a stab at it here. Normally I would say 1,500 watts PEP, but I'm thinking 12 meters. Maybe a special case. I'm going to say 200, but uh, that's just strictly my, guess. My what guess, I'm going to guess it's C, but I, I don't know. Well, let's see. 
You were right. Oh, you got two buzzes tonight. I did. Did you hear it? I, well, it was fireworks. That's all. I, I wasn't really oh. sure though, because I, I wasn't sure that. Uh, I know there's some some weirdness on some of them. I'm, we need to look that up about the yeah. power limits. But there's some weirdness on a few of them that you have reduced power. When it comes to the bands, you know, the the band plan, the powers, and all of that, I really rely on that chart. That chart, yeah, that chart is a lifesaver. I keep one. Printed right there by my station. But you're going to need to know all this before you go in and take your exam. It's a good thing we're not taking it. Right. <laughs> it's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> but you'll do better than we are. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we're going to need you to bring up a schematic for this next set of questions here, Tommy. Oh, we made it through the others. Which symbol Maybe. in figure G7-1 represents a field effect transistor? Okay, Tommy, of those items there. Well, 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 there's more than four on there. Can we look at the answers one more time so I can? Oh, well, I mean, I don't think it'll make any difference. It might. I'm not, this, again, this is not my strong suit, but I'm pretty sure it's one. So you're saying it's one. Yeah. It's well, one. Well, I, I got by on that one. I eked by on that one for sure. Cause yeah. But you didn't say C. C. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you credit for that one. Which symbol in figure G7-1 represents a Zener diode? A, symbol 4. B, symbol 1. C, symbol 11. Or D, symbol 5. Okay. One, 4, um, 1, 11, and 5. Yep, let me say that... Uh, Figure G7-1 is the only schematic that is on this exam here, so this will be the only... For the uh, entire... For the entire general, general oh. exam. This will be the only schematic there is. Well, that shouldn't be too intimidating because you could get a book and look those up easy enough. Or I'm sure they're in the book of Gordo. All right, so which... So, and I did not do that, so I may pay for it. Yeah. Is it 4, 1, 11, or 5? Well, I'm looking up there. Five. Four. You see the five up there? Yeah, I see it. And I saw four. That's three's a diode. Four. I've never seen anything like four before. Eleven. Yeah, I think it's five also. I'm sure you know. This is right in your wheelhouse here. (laughs) This This is your area. There you go. Symbol 5D. Nailed it. I'm, I'm not really all that surprised on that one. So, Yep. Okay, that was easy enough. Let's move on to the next one here. Which symbol in figure G7-1 represents an NPN junction transistor? Ooh. 1, 2, 7, or 11. I'm just going to take a guess. I, I think 2 is a... I think it's 2. One, two, seven, or eleven. You're, so you're saying it's B. Uh, B, yeah. There you go. That was it. Because I thought I was pretty sure that was a transistor. Because mm-hmm. when you were, when the other question between the two, I, sw- I thought that was the transistor over there. So that's why I chose one. Yep. Which symbol in Figure G seven one represents a multiple winding transformer? A, do we need to read these? A, symbol 4, 
B symbol seven. C symbol six. Or D symbol one. Four seven six or one. Four seven six or one. Okay, oh. that's uh, easy enough right there. I'll let you figure out for yourself before I answer here. Okay, I think I know. You think you know the answer? Okay, well, it is six. Yeah, that's the only one I see under that's a transformer. Yep. There's one that looks kind of like it. If you look down there, it's seven, but that's not but a But it doesn't have two. Right. There you go, C symbol six. Which symbol in figure G7-1 represents a tapped inductor? Oh, well, I guess you want to know. Yeah, I do. 7, 11, 6, or 1? It's not 6 because we just did that. I think that's, oh, that's going to be 7. I think it's going to be 7. You think it's going to be something? Well, let's see. There's a grand finale going on out there now. I mean, that's because I got it right. Yep, symbol seven. That's going to do it for us tonight. We appreciate you being with us. You can see these general questions are going to be a little more challenging. They are, and you, and you are going to hear the buzzer some more, for sure. You are. So that's what it was. That's two buzzers tonight. And I got both of them, didn't You I? did. So next See? next month will be my turn. Yeah, we'll be asking you the tough questions next month. <laughs> I'm going to pre-plan a little better. You're going to stack the deck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and, you know, the people over here in the chat room, were they were doing pretty good. There were a couple of missed ones in there as well. Yeah. Because uh, these are tougher, you know. They, they are. And, and uh, I'm not really looking forward to getting to the extra one, although I passed the extra exam fine when I did it, but it's been quite a while back. Mm -hmm. So it's great refresher stuff. It's kind of fun to go back and, uh, and review some of that and see yep. what you don't remember and what you do remember. So, And the band charts. I need to study my band charts. Yeah. Like. I need to study it better. I, I have it there and I reference it, you know, when I have a question about it, but I, I don't really... I haven't really studied the the upper and lower limits no. and so forth on it. No, quite I just always make it a point to have a band chart handy if mm -hmm. I'm on an HF. But uh, you're going to have to to know these, so um, study up on the band charts. Everything else, you're probably going to want to study up on some of that too. Yeah, yeah, you have to work a little harder than this for this one than the technician. But don't that, let that intimidate you because. Uh, I mean, I did it. He did it. There are a lot of people that got it. Yep. And uh, and you can do it just as well. Yep. Well, uh, let's see. Anything before we go? A couple of things we want to mention here. One is our social networks. This is where you can correspond with us. Well, besides, you can besides send us email. emails. But yeah, and incidentally, that brings a, a question. So I see sometimes people ask about where... What are emails? So I get private messages on Facebook, although I don't prefer those things too much because I don't keep that client on my phone. Yeah. And so email is better for me. Mm -hmm. And our email addresses are at the on the credits of every single show. They but are. it's just our first names at AmateurLogic.tv. So every one of us, Tommy, George, yep. Peter, and Emil. You don't at, include the whole name. It's not Dane Martin at... at it might be before the end of the night if I go make one like that. 
So, but anyway, it's just Tommy at AmateurLogic.tv and George at AmateurLogic.tv. So, uh, join us on our social networks there, Facebook.com slash groups slash AmateurLogic.tv. Yep, we also have a Google Plus group. And I don't, I can't read it right there, but go search for AmateurLogic.tv or Orham College yeah. and Google Plus, and you'll find us. And we're also on Twitter. Yeah, you can follow us at AmateurLogic or at Ham College, and we'll be tweeting right before each episode. Yep, yeah, yeah, every time you can count on it. Yeah. Um, and and I've actually gotten on there lately and and done a few more tweets. Oh, you than have. All, a few here and there, so trying to do a little bit better at it well i used cool. to i used to get on there a lot but time's kind of at a premium these days so but i have been on a few a little bit more yeah and one other thing we want to mention is our show notes it's the amateur logic and the ham college show notes are here as well amateurlogic.tv slash wiki yep who does those for us? Our friend Dan Van Evenhoven, N9LVS. N9 he does a great job on that, and we appreciate all of his hard work on that. So we do. If you have a question about something that's in one of the shows, um, and you ask us, hey, what, Tommy, what show was the so-and-so in? That's the first place we go and look for it, too. So you can you can check that out for yep. it. And I think that's going to do it for tonight. We appreciate you all being here, and... Uh, and watching us sound the buzzer a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, it's been fun. I just need to go lay down now after all that. So. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> so, well, right. we'll see you in about a month. Or actually, yeah. we'll see you in a couple of weeks if you are an uh, AmateurLogic.tv yeah. viewer. If you're an AmateurLogic viewer, and why wouldn't you be? You should be. Yeah. If you're not, come join us. You're missing out on a lot of fun over there as well. You'll get to learn about our field day experiences this year. Yeah, it's uh, quite different from the last several. It is. It was fun, but uh, it's quite different. It seems like you were just sitting right here. I know. I know. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) All right, 7-3, everyone. See you next time. 7-3, everybody. Ionospheric layers, critical angel, rules and guidelines, routines, two pages of sub-elements and documents, C, on any band or technician class band segment. Did I read that right? No. Except 30 meters and 60 meters. That might be the phone.